We're about to get this episode up and running. We're about to get it off uh, off the ground. So I just want to let you know before we do get the episode started that I'll be one of the speakers at the Best Ever Conference. You're going to want to come to the Best Ever Conference, literally Best Ever Conference I've ever been to. Uh, Joe Fairless and Ben Lapidus do a phenomenal job. They and their team do a phenomenal job hosting the Best Ever Conference and they've asked me to be on stage. And because of that, I actually have an offer for you to get your ticket for even a better discount. So it's an extra 25% off of whatever it is today. FYI, this is very important to note, is that the Best Ever Conference, they are raising their prices every single week. I guess the better way to say is, is the price is 1200 bucks, But right now, it's like half that but it keeps getting closer and closer to the 1200 bucks. So hurry, hurry and, and hop into uh, besteverconference.com. And then what you'll do is you'll put in hashtag blue spruce, hashtag blue spruce. That's the hashtag sign. You're not spelling it out, but that way you can actually get an extra, an additional 25% off your ticket. And I will see you at the best ever conference right here in Denver. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam A. Adams, and today I'm here with Steve Eve Breton. I say that because it's uh, there's two E's next to each other. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing great. Good, good. So a little bit about Steve is he's originally from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, so I've seen him a couple times, once at our first mastermind group, and again at the Boston event. Actually, were you at Rod Cleef's event in Chicago too? I, feel I like was at Rod Cleef in Chicago, and then again we saw each other in Boston at a Lindahl event. Man, we're, we're, I love it, I love it. This is a small world. So Steve, doubly Steve, he owns 800 doors, 800 plus doors, Actively, that means he's a sponsor, he's running the show, and he brought in passive investors. But he also has another 1,100 plus doors that he's passive in other people's deals. So where they're running the show, they're being the sponsor, and it helps him to spread his risk and always be making money on his money. So that's a total of well over 1,900 doors, almost 2,000 doors. He's been in the game for five years. So when we get into the final five, we're going to talk about where were you five years ago. I'm excited to kind of get into that. Um, and then, so basically, Steve, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about how come you got involved into multifamily. Yeah, so uh, you know, right or, shortly after 2008 financial crisis, I was looking at uh, how do I diversify my portfolio because I didn't want all of my assets, my life uh, earnings in stocks and, and mutual funds. So I started researching, bought a couple of multifamilies, you know, a two-family, two a, a triplex in the Boston area, and grew that portfolio up. Okay, great. So let's talk a, a couple quick questions. The first one is, did you have a full-time job in 2008? I did. Yeah. Do you have so a full-time job today? I do. What do you do? I'm uh, an IT manager, so sort of high-tech uh, work in a biotech company in Boston. Awesome, how many hours a week is that? That is a full-time job, 40 plus hours. Okay, so is it safe to say that if there's a listener there who says, I will get into multifamily, but I'm gonna wait until I'm done with my full-time job, is it safe to tell them that you could do this even while you're working? 
I was thinking that same uh, along the same lines for quite a while, and then finally I just bit the bullet, and uh, I'm here to tell you it's absolutely possible working nights and weekends. So your very first multifamily deal was a triplex in Boston, and then you kept doing that. Mm-hmm. When did you decide to jump into syndications and hundred plus units? Yeah, so uh, you know, I was working on these you know, duplex, triplex over the course of like two years. I got up to you know, 15, 16 units. At the same time, I was also investing passively as a limited partner. So I had a, a few friends of friends who were doing this you know, multifamily uh, syndication business. And so I put some of my money there. I saw the returns were excellent. In fact, there were better returns than my own properties where I had to manage tenants and toilets. So Can I, I just, have you repeat that? <laughs> Can I have you repeat that? The, so, the, you, so there's people that always say, well, I would like to go passive, but that's going to hold me back because I can make so much more money if I just bought a house or a triplex. So, right. so go, go back and just say the same thing again. Yeah. So I realized that the cash flow returns from my own properties was actually less than what I could get being passive and not dealing with tenants and toilets. Very, very interesting. So, so your first, the first time you ever went 50 plus units, the very first time that it was more than 50 units, was it passive or active? Passive. Okay. And how many of those did you do before you felt comfortable to run your own? I, I probably felt somewhat comfortable uh, after maybe five or six of those, but I ended up doing 10 or 11 because I still had that little bit of doubt in my mind that maybe I shouldn't be the sponsor. Maybe I don't know enough yet. Um, and that's when I went and got some coaching and, and, you know, got some training and made sure that I knew what I was doing. Um, tell us about that coaching and what it did for you. Yeah. So, um, well, I'd say within a year of being in a, in a coaching program, uh, I went from, you know, I had all these passive investments, but I went from you know, 15, 16 units of my own to now having, uh, you know, over 600 units where I'm actually a, a GP or your general partner, uh, or sponsor on. So, um, if you want to look at the, the rate on, on that, it's like 50 units per month since I've been in coaching. That's incredible, honestly. So, so within one year, you went from 16 units to 600 units. Right. That's, that's really awesome. So what does it look like in some of these deals that you are partnered in with? So I imagine that maybe the first deal that you were on the sponsorship side Mm-hmm. that you had a co-sponsor. Am I wrong? You're 100% right. Okay. So what I did was I reached out to um, a gentleman who was operating out of San Antonio, Texas. He had done a couple of deals. Uh, was still trying to grow his business. And I was looking around here in, in Boston at first and realized we can't really cash flow in, in you know, some of these Northeast cities. So um, I decided I would reach out and offer that I could raise capital for him. And also, you know, help with underwriting and due diligence and that sort of thing. So we hit it off pretty quickly. Um, and then sure enough, you know, within a month, he found a deal that he was interested in. He wanted some help raising capital. So uh, we did that. And I flew down there, did diligence with him, you know, met him, spent some time uh, having some meals together and, and making sure that we were well aligned uh, as people, um, as investors, and that we both had the same thing in mind for our uh, investors as well. 
Great. Okay. So, so many questions coming up with, with everything that you just gave us. Uh, so, thank you for kind of diving in. So, the question on raising capital is, is, well, first question is, why did you decide that raising capital was, was a good idea rather than some of the other parts of the general partnership that you could have been a part of? What was it that attracted you to do that? So, you know, looking around Boston again, knowing that I couldn't buy here. So, I started looking at other parts of the country and realized that building those broker relationships, getting to know the markets down to the neighborhood level and all those things that you really need to know in order to find a good deal and to know that it's a good deal, uh, that takes a ton of time. And I'm working full time. I've got a you know, wonderful wife, three kids that are in, in their teens. Um, so, you know, those were sort of the excuses I had as to why I wasn't doing multifamily. And then I finally had to pick my head up a bit and say, okay, I'm surrounded by capital in Boston. I've got lots of friends and family. They, they know, like, and trust me. They have money. They want to invest with me. I just need to find a deal. So I'm going to go find the best sponsors and the best markets and let them do uh, what they do best in their markets. And I can focus on the capital raise. Was it easier or harder for you to raise that capital on that very first deal than you expected? Uh, it was both. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. So I've heard how difficult it is to raise capital. Um, so I had put together a sample deal package and, and that was part of you know, coaching and, and talking to various people on how to do this. So I had done a lot of work up front for three to four months talking to people and getting people lined up. Um, I would say the first half of that raise, so I raised you know, a little over a million dollars. First half was pretty quick and I was psyched. I'm like, wow, this is easy. And then bringing home those last you know, few hundred thousand were, were really tough, very stressful. I was, I was exactly backwards. I'm going to pause <laughs> and share something with the listeners first, but then I want to share what, what happened with me. So yes. I do have a raising money course and the raising money course is totally free. There's four videos and it comes with a sample deal package. So what we're talking about here with Steve, if you want one of these sample deal package and you want to do the four months of work that he did to make sure that he could solidify it, it's very easy to find. Just text the word raising money to triple five, triple eight. And that just gives you a link to a hidden, a hidden link on my website. So text raising money to five, 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 eight, eight, eight. And then you'll get that sample deal package and uh, a short free course on raising private money. So, all right. So here's the thing. You said it was easy for you to do the first million or so. And then the last couple hundred thousand was, was rough. I felt like it was totally different. I, I raised like a couple hundred grand and then I was like, okay, I'm done. The rest of my team can do this. And then mm-hmm. I, kind of, I kind of held off, went on vacation, got back, said, okay, so let me help you guys figure out how to do this. Just call people and say this. And then I went on my second vacation, came back and I had four days left and, I was, and we had a, a, almost a million dollars left for the raise. So it took me four really, mm-hmm. really horrible days locking myself into a, a room from it was about 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. four days in a row but that part was a little bit that part was stressful but we actually raised a little more than we needed but um anyway let's get right back to you so raising capital was it harder or easier you said both you said both because you had heard how difficult it is the first million was easier the last was a little bit harder what made the last part harder 
Um, it was just, you know, I had a lot of people that were very interested at first, right? Interested in the sample deal package. They thought this deal was a good deal. But then when it really came down to having to wire the money and having the, maybe the conversation with their spouse after, you know, they were really serious now. Uh, and the spouse is like, wait, what is this, right? So maybe they didn't talk to each other enough earlier on, uh, or they had more questions about the deal. So for whatever reason, uh, sometimes it's just timing. Um, so for whatever reason, a couple of people dropped out. So then I had to go and find some uh, some more pe- folks that were interested. So like you, I spent quite a bit of time those last few days calling people. Um, but again, focusing on the early days and the pre-work is so important because you don't want to sound desperate either. I had a wonderful opportunity. It was actually amazing opportunity. It's going so well now. Um, but you know, it's, it's an opportunity for people. I'm not trying to sell them anything. So you gotta be careful on, you know, how do you balance that conversation? That was, that was all brilliant. What you just said, that was all brilliant. I have some quick questions. So, uh, first question was it a 506 B with your buddies or 506 C with accredited investors? It was a 506 B. Okay. Got it there. So you got down to a position where you, where people were dropping out. How were you able to find those next people in and still close? So I had you know, several people who had been interested initially. And when I got my, you know, my first list of, of folks were added up to the full raise, I said, okay, we're, we're closed. We're good. And I just kept working with those folks over the course of a couple of weeks to get the documentation signed, the money wired. So when it came down to um, you know, the, the couple of people that dropped out, one of them was, was a substantial part of the raise. Uh, then I had just had to contact the people who had been initially interested and say, okay, we're now open again. Here's why. Uh, but now we're in a hurry, right? We have to sign the paperwork today or tomorrow. What, your funds have to be wired in the next couple of days. So just a bit more rushed so that, you know, again, tempering that conversation and trying to be calm about it uh, was important there. Yeah, it would be very difficult or it is difficult. I've been there to find a way when you actually do know that you need some money right now in order to close a deal to not have that stress in your voice when you're calling them. Right. That, that's, a, that's a fun thing to go, uh, go through. Uh, the question, a question that I've got for you and how you raised this. I'm trying to quote you, but I didn't write it down. You raised all the money and so you stopped. And then when a couple of people dropped out, you came back and called the old other people. So I have a question. Have, do you now implement a wait list where you raise the million three that you need and then you, then you have uh, commitments of another couple of million just in case? And then if somebody drops out, then you can come in. Are you implementing a wait list right now after that experience? Yeah. So I've, you know, I've since learned, I probably knew before, uh, I just thought I had it locked up. Um, you know, that's part of the, the experience, right? The learning curve. Um, but I knew I should have raised 15, 20% more than, than what we needed. Um, so that's what I did on, on this past deal. Uh, had investors lined up, told them right up front, right? I, I would love to take you in. Here's where we are good chance one or two people are going to drop out. And if they do, you're, you're next in line. When you say there's a good chance one or two people drop out and when they do, you're next in line. Is there something else that you say to them? And I'll try to think of one thing that could be said is if it drops out, are you really in? 
I, can I count on you? Do you kind of prep them like that? Uh, yeah, so I, I do a little bit just to say that, you know, these things move fairly quickly anyway, right? So that's why it's so important to have these conversations well in advance. Uh, but then near the end of a raise, if somebody drops and you're trying to replace that capital, 50K, 100K, whatever it might be, um, it's going to move quickly. So, yeah, I do, I do let them know. Uh, I also kind of see the idea that these um, PPMs or the private placement memorandum that they look at is like, um, yeah, I'm in biotech, so I like these pharmaceutical commercials where they tell you all the ways you're going to die if you take this uh, aspirin to cure your headache. Um, so I try to explain it to them. It's kind of the same way. You're going to read a lot of legal language in here. It's going to tell you, you know, you're not running this apartment deal, right? You're relying on other people to do this for you. Um, and then in the end, if you still want to participate, then you, know, you sign a document, so you wire the funds and we're in. Uh, it's, it's actually quite simple, but you have to go through that whole, you know, reading the documents and understanding what you're signing. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Um, let me ask you, you were talking about the pre-work being so important. You mentioned that it took you four months of work before you ever asked for money. Can we, can you share with the listeners what that might look like? Maybe as if, if you're the listener's coach right now mm -hmm. and they're asking you, what does it look like? If I don't even have a deal, how am I going to be doing this? Can you kind of walk them through step-by-step step real fast? Right. So, um, First thing, and I actually have this conversation a lot with folks um, that I'm sort of unofficially coaching, but I, you know, I like to help people in the industry. So uh, the first thing is go out and do some analysis on deals in your target market. Find one that you think works, run through the numbers, create a package as though you were going to offer this to your investors. And if it doesn't work based on the numbers, uh, just reduce the price until it does work. And then you can go to your investors and say, here's a property that I'm very interested in. If I get it at this price, it's going to cash flow at whatever, 10%. You're going to get an overall return of 15 plus percent once we've done the renovations. Would this be of interest to you? And so that's, that's the basic conversation with the sample deal package. Uh, I would say before I even did that, I created my website. I sent out an email to all my friends saying, hey, I'm starting this new business venture. You know, if you're interested, I'd love to talk to you more about it. Right? And, and I asked them to go like my Facebook page. So that just got them a bit more active and uh, it started the conversation. So then when I saw people at dinner parties, we'd have a quick conversation. I'd say, hey, I'll send you over my sample deal package. We'll have a quick discussion, make sure, or, or just to see if this is something you're actually interested in. All right. So that's more information than most people have given us. And you broke giving away all my secrets. I love it. So <laughs> So here's, here's the process, and I basically have five steps here. When you know that you're going to want to get into multifamily and you know that you're going to need to raise money, Steve is saying create a website. That's kind of like the number one. Just have the website ready to go. Get your Facebook page ready to go. And then you make phone calls to people that you know and just touch base and let them know where you are. And then you, and you'll ask them, Hey, can you like my page? I just posted this page. Can you like it now? Just FYI for those people who have Facebook groups or pages, it's a lot stronger for you to reach out to your friend and tell them to go to the website and like the page rather than inviting them through the Facebook algorithm favors other people coming in organically on their own. So I like that you said that. And then, 
Number four is to get into the sample deal package. So when you see them at a dinner party or when you talk to them and see if they're interested in doing multifamily or they're going to ask you something like this, they're going to say, Steve, I didn't know you're doing multifamily. How long have you been doing that? Well, now you know they're interested and this is a chance where you could say, I'd be happy to share with you what we're doing. I could send you my sample deal package. Let's go to dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the, within the sample deal package, while you're explaining it, you said something like, I kind of quoted you, reduce the price until it does work. So who are you talking to in, when you say, say this? Is this your coaching clients with, who are sponsoring deals or is this just explaining what the business looks like to potential passive investors? Uh, it's both. So when you're creating that package, you need you need a deal that actually looks like it's uh, of interest to people, right? The, the returns have to be high enough um, to to interest your investors. So uh, reducing the price, that piece is simply just as you're putting together your, your package, it has to be something that works. Um, you I may never be able to make the, the offer at that price because it would get rejected. And, and the hard part of, of this business is actually finding those properties where it does make sense, which again, I'm relying on my team for that. Love it. Love it. All right, Steve, um, do you have one or two things of advice that have made you successful before we get into the final five? Yeah. So a couple things is, um, you know, focusing on your strength. And I think the other one, a big one for me is balance. Um, so not ignoring reality. So for me, uh, you know, like a lot of people have goals they want to get in and, and they want to have 5,000 units. Uh, and they may ignore other parts of their life or they don't recognize the reality. Like you don't want to just leave your job when you've got a wife and kids and all that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm, I'm in Boston. It doesn't make sense to, to try to cash flow here on a syndicated deal. I have the wife and the kids and my job. So um, it doesn't make sense for me to, to run around the country either trying to find these, these properties. So for me, I want to partner up with people that, are uh, quality sponsors that are in this business for a long time that are good people. Uh, and then I marry those with uh, the folks that I know who have money to invest. Um, so that's you know, my, using my reality and also using my strengths, which is again, being in, in corporate America. Um, I have, you know, I've built up credibility with a lot of folks that I've worked with, um, you know, financial analysis and all the things that I do at work. Uh, were, were also strengths of mine. So combining those two things, my reality of what can I really do? What, what do I bring to the team, which is raising capital? And how do I marry that with the right folks to create the, the full team and the full package for investors? I love it. So when you find quality sponsors, I know that you do background checks on people. Um, is Most people probably wouldn't take the time to do that. So, right? Yeah, probably true. Um, but that's helped you a lot. I think I cut, I cut you off. That's helped you a lot, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, there's a few things there. So you, for sure, anyone that I'm even doing a deal with in terms of as a passive investor, I started doing background checks on those folks just so I knew who I was investing with. Um, that's helped, uh, you know, I think out of the maybe 30 people I've looked at, I probably only didn't do the deal with one of them because of their background check. Uh, many of the others, I didn't do the deal because maybe the, the deal itself didn't make sense or their assumptions were too aggressive. Uh, but yeah, so the background check is, is important and I still do that to this day. 
Awesome. So number one, focus on your strengths. That's a huge one. Balance. Don't ignore reality. And then I would say finding quality sponsors is, is important. And part of that is doing background checks. This is yeah. very, very important, guys. So hopefully everyone's uh, hearing that. All right. The part on that, Adam, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've joined a couple of mastermind groups. Um, one of them in particular is just really strong quality people in that group. And, and they all own, you know, for the majority of them own thousands of units, They've been doing it for years. So I've gotten to know them personally uh, by spending uh, quite a bit of time with them. Uh, and then, you know, we meet regularly as part of that mastermind group uh, several times per year. So uh, again, knowing people at a, at a personal level, understanding their ethics, their morals, you know, how, how would they behave if they were in a, a financial crisis or how have they in the past? Uh, just learning all of that before I put my investors' money at risk is, is uh, very important to me. Thank you so much. And I would absolutely agree about the masterminds. I'm in three myself and they're very, very valuable. All right. So it's time for the final five, but we'll be right back after these messages. Joe Fairless and Ben Lapidus recently teamed up. This is the third year so far. They recently teamed up on creating a conference that was only about commercial real estate. So one thing that I will note about this conference is it literally is the best conference that I've ever been to. It is coming up. It's just February 22nd and 23rd. It's coming right up. And the ticket prices continue to get closer and closer to the real value of the ticket. But right now, they're about half the price, plus you get an extra 25% off because I'll be one of the speakers. So they gave me a promo code. Actually, it's the biggest promo code. Just put in hashtag Blue Spruce. Hashtag Blue, B-L-U-E-S-P-R-U-C-E. Hashtag Blue Spruce. That's a hashtag sign in Blue Spruce. And that'll get you an additional 25% off of the best ever conference, which literally is the best conference I've ever been to. And you find it just by going to besteverconference.com. Again, that's besteverconference.com. And then put in hashtag Blue Spruce to get your discount now. All right, Steve, I know you're ready for this question because you have a very interesting creative deal for us. So this question number one, what is the most creative deal you've done? So uh, to date, the, the best and uh, most creative as well is uh, the 106 units I purchased in my first deal where I partnered with uh, the operator out of San Antonio. So we show up on the property, we've done all of our, our um, diligence from our desk as far as looking at you know, whatever we could from, um, from our computers. And so then we showed up and we were walking the units. And this deal made good sense just as is, 106 units. And we were walking through and we realized that they had combined uh, 24 or really 48 units. So 24 of them were uh, first and second floor combined with a spiral staircase. And so we were thinking, well, doesn't that actually reduce your net operating income? So as we looked at this thing, we realized we could just pull out the spiral staircase, add the kitchen back that they had torn out, which we were already planning on redoing kitchens anyway, so it wasn't a lot of extra money there. Uh, and by doing this, we would increase the total count by 24, so we'd be up to 130 units. And once we ran those numbers, we realized we were adding you know, well over a million dollars in value with very little work. I love it. That is really, really incredible. All right. So how about a book? What's a book you recommend? Uh, the One Thing by Gary Keller. Perfect. And then where were you five years ago? Take us back. Let us see what that picture looks like. 
Yeah, so uh, that's when I you know, was had recovered a bit from my, my stock market uh, crisis, uh, as well as everyone else, right? It's around uh, 2013, 2012, 2013, starting to invest in my small multifamily portfolio and, uh, you know, just plugging away at my corporate career. And in five years from today, where do you plan to be? Five years from now, 2023, I plan to be working in my second career only. So that'll be real estate. And uh, I plan to have a lot of time and money on my hands to give back. Excellent. Thank you. So how do you give back? Uh, so you know, giving back is super important to me now. Um, I'm already involved uh, a fair amount with the charity here locally. And uh, that's, you know, so I give, I try to give 15% of my income. Uh, it doesn't always work out, but uh, there's that. And then as far as giving my time as well. So, you know, helping out the food pantry uh, and some other um, work that needs to be done there. Thank you. And people, you can find this man at VelocityCap, which is short for capital.com. That's V-E-L-O-C-I-T-Y-C-A-P.com. That's where you can find out more about his company, what he's doing. You can find his email there. So if you want to reach out, if you want to find out more about, about Steve Breton, you're going to want to go to velocitycap.com. Steve, thank you for coming on. Any, any parting words of advice? Uh, many. Um, okay, give us one. one. Don't wait and go create your own future. Figure out what you want and go get it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And until next time, my friend, think outside the box. Hey, thank you again for being a loyal listener of this show. I'm humbled that you keep coming and, and listening to more and more episodes. I have a couple quick things. Number one is I would be just so honored if you would take a moment to go to destinyrescue.org and see how you could join the fight. Another thing is I want to see you move your business forward. I want to see you starting your own podcast, hosting your own events, starting a meetup group, you know, putting your name out there so that you can raise your equity a little bit easier. And if, it, if what it takes for you to really get into that is one-on-one -on -one consulting, I will do that for you. I will consult with you to help you get your podcast off the ground. I'll help you and consult with you to help make sure that your meetup becomes one of the best meetups in your city. If you need that help, just reach out to me at adam at realbluespruce.com. That's adam at realbluespruce.com. And for any passive investors out there who have bought rentals and you wanted to do that for the passive income and then you realize it's not really totally passive there is opportunities that my company has and we're purchasing larger multifamily deals. And with these larger multifamily apartment buildings, these are actually passive type of passive income. And we would love to have that conversation with you. To get that started, you can go into the show notes and grab my calendar and just book a time to, to, to chat one-on-one. -on -one. So you can ask me any questions that you would like to. And if it makes it a fit for you to be a real actual passive passive investor, then I'd love to extend that opportunity to you if you're an accredited investor. And finally, there is the Best Ever Conference, which is coming up, okay? The Best Ever Conference is coming up, and it's literally the Best Ever Conference. It's all about multifamily and self-storage and other types of commercial assets, which is just incredible. It's the best conference that I've ever been to, and Joe Fairless puts that on. I'm gonna be on stage this year. It's on February 22nd and 23rd, and you're going to come anyway. So stop waiting because here's the thing. Every single week, 
every single week, the prices go up by like 20 or 30 bucks. Literally every week, the prices go up and up and up. So the cheapest time to get your ticket, the absolutely cheapest time to get the ticket. And I mean, they're going to be kind of expensive anyways. They start at 1200 bucks. And so right now they're a little over half price, a little over half price to grab your ticket to the best ever conference. But with that said, I'll be able to give you an extra 25% off that. So go to besteverconference.com and then put in the promo code hashtag blue spruce. Okay. Hashtag blue spruce. And then I definitely like to see you there. And I know that it's going to help your business. Again, you're probably going to go anyway. You may as well save on your ticket by getting it this week because next week it's obviously going to be a little bit more. So besteverconference.com and then put in the promo code hashtag blue spruce. And I'd love to see you there. It's going to be in Denver, February 22nd and 23rd. Flights to Denver International Airport are cheap from anywhere. So book your ticket today, book your flight, plane flight today as well. And I will see you in Denver at the Best Ever Conference. Talk to you soon. Until next time, think outside the box.